0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: Welcome into the Mike Gallagher Show Week in Review podcast. It's Friday, January 12th. Lots to cover this week. Wow, it was the week that was. A week of scandals, none of which were very good for Democrats. Good week for the GOP. Let's go to Georgia with District Attorney Fannie Willis, and she's got some explaining to do. Now we learn that the Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor, the Soros-backed Fannie Willis, is alleged to have been involved in a romantic relationship with the um, personal attorney lawyer that she hired using taxpayer funds to prosecute Donald Trump. And even the New York Times is acknowledging this is bad. This is really bad. Listen to the New York Times. It seemed an unusual choice when Fannie Willis turned to a suburban defense lawyer, Nathan Wade, who had little experience as a prosecutor, to build the election interference case against Donald Trump. Now the relationship between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade has taken center stage because now the allegation is that Fannie Willis and... Nathan Wade, were romantic partners who profited significantly from the Trump prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. I mean, this is like created by Trump. Trump, of course, is emerging unscathed. This whole case may fall apart now, not only against Trump, but about the 16 or 17 or 18 others. I mean, here was Trump's lawyer Alina Haba on Fox News Channel with Sean Hannity last night reacting to this bombshell information that might just lead to the complete exoneration of Donald Trump in Fulton County, Georgia.
0: As it goes to Fannie Willis, I just—if those allegations are true, Sean, that is so disturbing on so many levels. Number one, for the constituents of the state of Georgia, that your taxpayer dollars are subsidizing her boyfriend, who is now teamed up with her to persecute and prosecute Trump. For the American people, that when I thought we really couldn't get any lower, when I thought we really couldn't attack him anymore with literally no self-respect and dignity, we have this. We have a woman who's now bringing in somebody who's her boyfriend, paying him quadruple, ten times what she's making, whatever the number is, and then vacationing on taxpayer dollars, and then in their spare time talking about going after Trump.
1: Yep, going after Trump. How about this? Three days after Trump announced he was going to run, this guy jets off to Washington, D.C. at taxpayer expense and meets with the White House counsel. Joe Biden has got his hand All over this. Joe Biden wants to put his chief political opponent, the man who most of the pundits are acknowledging, is going to be the likely winner in November. Not the likely nominee. This guy is right now the presumed winner over Joe Biden. Biden wants to put Donald Trump behind bars. This is a scandal that we've, this makes Watergate look like a walk in the park. Meanwhile, in D.C., the House held a hearing on Hunter Biden. Guess who showed up at the hearing? A shocking stunt where Hunter Biden crashed his own hearing. The House Oversight Committee was meeting to discuss bringing contempt charges against Hunter Biden for defying the congressional subpoena. About his nefarious business dealings and trying to determine whether the big guy, Joe Biden, knew all about it. Well, during the hearing, Hunter Biden shows up, crashes the meeting. Well, that gives Republicans like Nancy Mace the opportunity to speak directly to him as he sat there smirking in the audience. We would have expired. loved that. that Do any other players. members wish to be heard? Ms. Chair recognizes Ms. Mays from South Carolina.
0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, Chairman Comer. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... At- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um, the lady recognized the general,
1: If the, the gentlelady gentle wants to hear from names. Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. And chairman. Let's take a vote Christ and hear from I'm Hunter speaking. Biden. What are, are you afraid of? Hold on, you hold, on, hold on, hold on, Order, what? order. 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 Are, say, women right. or no? okay. are women allowed to speak in here or no? Are women allowed to speak in here or no? You keep
0: interrupting me. I'll interrupt the chairman. I don't know that he's a lady. I think that, uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law on. Come on. And the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no matter what you're
1: lacking. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Hey, ask some of the Trump supporters what it feels like to have the, po- the police break down your door and arrest you because you defied a congressional subpoena. Wasn't it Peter Navarro? Wasn't he arrested in an airport somewhere? Um, They don't mind putting handcuffs on Trump supporters for defying congressional subpoenas, but when you're the troubled son of the president, Hunter Biden, it's hands off. Now it gets really good today. Marjorie Taylor Greene starts to speak. As soon as she began to speak, Hunter Biden the gutless wonder that he is, jumps up and runs out of the room. He doesn't want to hear Marjorie Taylor Greene's tongue lashing. Listen to the way that sounded and what it looked like if you're watching us on Salem News Channel as, Mar- as Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene began to speak during this House Oversight Committee earlier today.
0: Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair recognizes Miss Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, whoa. you're afraid of He's my going. words. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh! oh. I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. 1st bubble. bubble. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward! And this is also a coward that set right here in front of me.
1: Now let's listen to the lawyer. He's got high-priced lawyers because you know, hey, if you're Hunter Biden. Nothing but the best will do when it comes to legal representation. This is uh, one of his attorneys, and these are the uh, no, these are the lo- these are the reporters asking questions of Hunter Biden as he was fleeing the hearing room today during the congressional House oversight committee hearing. Absolute, unadulterated, pure scum. If only Hunter thought to turn up the first time around. Meanwhile, the Iowa caucuses kick off this Monday. GOP hopefuls crisscross the Buckeye State. Nikki Haley has gathered some momentum as the voting is set to begin. Does she have a shot? There was a a soundbite that we forgot to play yesterday, and I wanted to play this for you because it's very telling. And I, I reposted it on X because many, many, as we're talking about Nikki Haley right now, and if you're just joining us, I'm, I'm sharing some observations about Nikki Haley. Uh, she had a, a town hall last night and did fine. I mean, she was strong. Nothing wrong with Nikki Haley when she's in a debate or a town hall setting. Fox News hosted her. Um, here's Brett Baer with Nikki Haley last night uh, talking a little bit about, uh, you know, a dispute with Ron DeSantis. Uh, Governor DeSantis is hitting you for claiming the retirement age is, quote, way, way too low. He said, quote, I don't know why she's saying that. So are you saying that? Where do I you have stand never
0: on that? once said that. Well, wait, I, wait,
1: wait. In Bloomberg interview, you said um, anyone who says they'll leave America bankrupt, Social Security will go bankrupt, Medicare will, so we don't touch anyone's retirement, but go to people like my kids in their 20s and tell them the rules haven't changed. Change the retirement age to reflect life expectancy.
0: Yes, for those in their 20s. But I have never said retirement age is way too low for everyone else. I mean he's totally misrepresenting the facts that's what he's done. Ron continues to lie because he's losing. But the reality is that is what I have always said is America should keep her promises every time. But rather than saying you're not going to touch it like Ron says, we have to touch it. But we have to also be honest and over communicate with those in their 20s that this is what we're going to do. But if we do this we'll make sure you have something to go forward with. And it's also letting seniors and those in their 40s and 50s know don't Worry, we're not looking to touch yours. We're looking to actually save it so that you have something when your time comes.
1: Now, kind of interestingly, uh, after that town hall this morning, I was listening, as I often do, to Hugh, my, my Salem uh, media group colleague, and Hugh said that Nikki Haley has a chance at becoming the nominee. In my world, and you know, hey, call me crazy. I don't see any way, shape, or form that Nikki Haley becomes the Republican nominee for president in 2024. Um, Maybe it's my South Carolina roots. Maybe it's knowing how South Carolinians feel about her. And she's not popular there. By Tuesday morning, we'll all know who won round one in the Republican fight for the White House. Meanwhile, the current president can't even keep track of his own Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Joe Biden is so woke and so committed to diversity. He doesn't dare hold Lloyd Austin accountable for this train wreck of a scandal that they've just we've just witnessed. O- elective surgery? Apparently the man has been treated for prostate cancer. Ain't nothing elective about that. Elective surgery for prostate cancer? And Biden just found out a day or two ago? The surgery was December 22nd. He's the defense secretary. There's a new report that has just been revealed that his own deputy didn't know. This is like a banana republic. This this really is. This is what crazy banana republics do, where they don't want the people to know what's up with the dictator. I mean, listen, he is the guy that I pay. You see, he's the defense secretary. And if he winds up in the hospital and something goes wrong in an elective surgical procedure, and the guy winds up in the ICU. Surely the American people have a right to know, but let's just say it's a it's a national security matter, so the American people don't need to know. Okay. Should the president know? He didn't. Should the, 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 the Pentagon know? It didn't. Should his own deputy know? She didn't. This past weekend marked the third anniversary of the January 6th Capitol riots. Despite all we've learned about what happened that day, cable news hosts like MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart just cannot contain their emotions about it all. Seven different texters on the MyPillow text line accuse me of staging that video from MSNBC. People are literally not able to believe that an MSNBC host broke down and sobbed over January 6th. I mean, all you can do is laugh at these clowns. I give you my word. Should we play it again? It's worth hearing. It's it's quick. It's worth hearing it one more time. This is a highly respected MSNBC anchor, Jonathan Capehart. He started crying at the beginning of the interview. By the end of the interview, he must have been on the floor in the fetal position. Because this is how the interview started with the D.C. Capitol police officer is Michael Fanone, former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of Hold the Line,
0: The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. Officer Fanone, I'm going to try to get through this. Um, Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary.
1: I'm I'm going to... uh... I'm going to try to get through this. Portions of the Mike Gallagher show are brought to you by MyPillow. And right now, Mike Lindell has done something incredible. He's offering f- free shipping on anything you order at MyPillow.com. The queen-size My Pillow is normally seventy nine ninety six. For a limited time, you can get it for 29 98 $29.98. <laughs> and there's free shipping. $29.98 for the Queen Size My Pillow. Uh, the the Flash sale continues. The king's the the king size my thank you, Tracy. Thank you. I've got a handkerchief. <gasps> the king size my pillows, normally $89.96. Uh, right now. Thirty four ninety eight, my lord, the humanity. Thirty four ninety eight for a king size my pillow and free shipping. Ugh. Free shipping for my pillow products. I don't know they've lost their minds at my pillow headquarters in Minnesota. Free shipping. Free shipping. <laughs> MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. (laughs) And then with anything you order, enter the promo code Mike G. (laughs) Mike G. (laughs) And you get the big discount. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G, mypillow.com, promo code Mike G, or call 800 928 6034. 800 928 6034. I can't sing today, but let them sing, please. The best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com. Promo code Mike G. Oh, boy. This is the Mike Gallagher Show Week in Review podcast. Late last week, Biden headed to Valley Forge where he made an ominous, dark speech attacking his chief political rival. You know, the rival that he wants to put in jail. There's reporting in the Washington Post that Barack Obama sat down with Joe Biden and essentially said, look, buddy, if you don't ramp things up, you're going to lose to Donald Trump. You better you better start going full-fledged DEFCON 1 scorched earth attack dog. And so evidently, Biden paid attention. He went to Valley Forge and gave a speech Friday after we were gone, after we were off the air, that you better be aware of, because this is what 2024 is going to sound like. Um, They've decided to take off the gloves, they've decided there's not going to be any pussyfooting around. We're going to go full-fledged Nazi, banana republic, fascist, full-on, bonkers, off-the-rails attacks against the guy who's very likely going to be the Republican nominee for president. Now, I, I want to be judicious about this. It's not my goal to come to work and infuriate you every day. But this is going to make you a little bit crazy. You just need to be aware of what the Democrats are up to.
0: This is like something out of a fairy tale, a bad
1: fairy tale.
0: He went on to say he'd be a dictator on day one. I mean, if I were writing a book of fiction, I said, an American president said that. Not
1: in jest. Isn't it crazy how they are what they project upon us? They do exactly what they accuse us of doing. Now, Biden goes on to promise that people have been prosecuted, people have been incarcerated. In fact, like trained SEALs, the audience at Valley Forge clapped when he totaled up the years that people are going to be spending behind bars for their activities and their actions on January 6th. Check this out the violence of January the 6th.
0: And since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. What's Trump done? Instead of calling them criminals, he's called these these
1: insurrectionists patriots. They're patriots. And he promised to pardon them if he returns to office. You getting the message? Are you hearing the message? In case you didn't get the message from the president, how about getting the message from the U.S. attorney from the District of Columbia? You better hear this, because the mainstream media isn't talking about this very much. In fact, even a lot of my, concern, my my colleagues aren't talking about this, and it, frankly, is the only thing we ought to be talking about. Listen to U.S. Attorney for D.C., Matthew Graves, suggesting, almost promising, that you didn't have to commit any acts of violence on January 6th if you were in D.C. to hear President Trump speak. If you were in our nation's capital to hear Trump's speech that day, and you Did what Trump suggested you should do, go peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol to let your voice be heard? In other words, peaceful protest? Oh, no, no, no. You're not out of the woods. Thousands of people might just be prosecuted for just standing outside the Capitol that day. You don't believe me? Here's the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building.
0: We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime.
1: Make no mistake. Thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. You better make no mistake, we're in a banana republic. We are living in a time right now where peaceful protest is not tolerated if you're protesting against the Democrat Party. That's scary stuff. This next story might be even more frightening. I don't often tell personal stories like this one, but I think you'll agree, this is the tale of a real hero. But I do want to share a very personal story with you today because it got me to thinking about how, how any of us would react in a similar circumstance. I have a, a person in my life who's a real blessing, um, and I'm a homeowner, and I don't, know what, I don't know what end of the hammer to hold up, and I sure don't know electrical things. So this friend of mine is an electrician, and he's become sort of my go-to for all things in the house and the condo. I mean, a guy that can help with anything. And Because, again, I'm terrible at all of that stuff. And I always have to turn to somebody. Well, you don't know who to trust. And I trust this guy implicitly. He has a wonderful wife. He's a tremendous guy, very spiritual. He's a rock-ribbed conservative. He's a pretty regular listener of mine. Um, And I didn't know that until after he started working for me. But he's just a great guy. And he just can do anything. And he's helped me with everything from putting up the Christmas lights to figuring out the wiring of a, 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 an electrical outlet that doesn't work. Anyway, he's probably, I think he's a little bit older than me. I don't know how old he is. He's real physically fit. He's in great shape. And he runs a lot. He, jog, he jogs a lot. And here in Tampa Bay, Saturday afternoon, he went out for a jog. And he was on a trail. It's, it's called the, um, I think it's the Old Tampa Bay Trail. I think it's called the Old Tampa Bay Trail. Maybe it's it's in Hillsborough County. Upper Tampa Bay Trail, sorry. Upper Tampa Bay Trail. It's about seven and a half miles of trail. And he's running, and he looks up, and he said, Mike, it was the weirdest thing. I don't even know what caused me to glance up, but about a, a quarter of a mile ahead of me, I could see somebody's legs And a guy over a body or a person dragging that person into the woods. Looked like a woman being dragged into the woods. And he's jogging by himself and he he thought, oh Lord, what am I getting myself into? But he knew he had to help because somebody was in trouble. So he goes into the wooded area where he saw this woman dragged into and here's a guy Attempting to rape a young woman. This friend of mine said a quick prayer, Lord give me the strength to get through this. And he goes charging to the guy, up to the guy, and he says, You son of a blank, what in the heck are you doing? And he rears back and he hits the guy in the head as hard as he possibly could. Now again, this guy this friend of mine is is strong and he's he's well built. Hits this guy hard. The guy rolls off of the woman and starts to run away. The woman frees herself. She runs away. My friend stays with the woman, who of course is terrified. And they waited for the police to arrive. What a towering figure of heroism that he saved that poor young woman from an unbelievable fate. And it just, I just wanted to share that with you. Again, I don't often share personal stories like this with you, but I wanted you to hear about the bravery of somebody in my life. And when I talk about my blessings, and I am, I'm a lucky guy, well, I am blessed to have a guy like him in my life. This is a God thing. He was there at that moment, in that instance placed by God to save that young woman for a horrific, horrific fate. And I just wanted to, to tell you about it, because it makes you think about, first of all, have your phone with you at all times, and hey, there's a lot of people who have concealed carry, a lot of people who don't go outside without their weapon, um, that's a reason why. There's a lot of people who have a need to, uh, to be able to protect themselves, or in this case, protect another human being. And my friend saved another human being. And for that, he is going to be richly, richly rewarded. It's the Mike Gallagher Week in Review podcast. We all know Joe Biden has a flair for fabrication. You won't believe what he claimed this week. Joe Biden... Claiming that he started the civil rights movement, that'll <laughs> that'll be news to a lot of people. And he attended the Bethel A.M.E. Church in Wilmington, Delaware. More than black people said that too yesterday. No joke, as he likes to say. No kidding. I I've spent more time in the Bethel. I mean, I, no. Let's go play it. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we are we are we are into clown show territory, but it's serious because my heart breaks for the community that suffered through the monstrous murder of those nine loving churchgoers at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, when that vicious little punk, that monstrous racist uh, slaughtered nine people there. That's hallowed ground. That's a sacred place. And there was Joe Biden shrieking and screaming and ranting and raving in what Greg Gutfeld called a demonic speech where he claimed he started the civil rights movement and he went to a black church in Wilmington, Delaware, more than black people
0: was talking downstairs. I uh, I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel A.M.E. Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's why I started. So, no, I'm serious. I started a civil rights movement. I used to go to 7:30 mass and go to 10 o'clock 10, 10 o'clock service with the Reverend was I running the church is now the bishop she's a bishop and i'm told your bishop had been there before in south africa and that's where he is right now the point is that i've been blessed
1: to worship here before yep there you there it is that's your that's your president that's your nominee for re-election in 2024 he babbled about White houses, people owned by white people on one side of the road and houses. Well, you see if you can figure it out. So a home owned by today, a home owned by a black family
0: on one side of a highway, built by the same builder on the other side of the highway and a white guy living in it, the white guy's home is valued more than the black guy's. No, I, I know you know it. But guess what? That's how you build generational wealth.
1: I saw a great article. We want to post it at MikeOnline.com for you. Tracy, let's make sure we put it up from Red State. Here's the headline that just fits it perfectly. And it, it, it just says it all. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden literally stood on the graves of black people to complain about Donald Trump. That was at Mother Emanuel Church yesterday. It was an. It was just awful. It was just. It was just terrible. There's a J.P. Morgan analyst who writes a lot of uh, predictions politically, as and as it's going to apply to the business world. The J.P. Morgan analyst believes that Biden is absolutely going to drop out in 2024. I heard an exchange with uh, my friend uh, Hugh Hewitt this morning, where a caller really, really. Um, challenged hugh's belief that biden isn't going to last until november of 2024 mark davis has that same argument with me i mean i i'm i'm with you i can't believe that anybody thinks this guy has the stamina or the the cognitive ability to get through this year much less four more years after that it's impossible it's impossible. I, I chose to watch the whole speech he gave in Charleston yesterday, and I, I, you, you walk away from that saying, there's no way. There's just no way. And finally, a new bill in the Florida state legislature aims to set the record straight on the history of slavery in America. Democrats don't like it one bit. I got to tell you what's going on in the state of Florida. A pair of lawmakers, um, a state representative and a state senator, introduced legislation that would revise Florida's African-American history requirements, detailing the socio-political circumstances of the Civil War and the Civil Rights eras. The bill was named after Vice President Kamala Harris. It's called the Kamala Harris Truth in Slavery Teaching Act (laughs) I got to get one of these representatives on the show. Uh, Representative Cayenne Michael, who's a Republican from Jacksonville, and Senator Blaze Ingoglia, who's a Republican from Spring Hill. The Kamala Harris Truth in Slavery Teaching Act, called HB 1139, requires details about which political parties supported and opposed the practice of slavery and which ones enacted discriminatory policies following the end of slavery and the instrumental voices that fought for civil rights in the many years afterward. The companion bill in the Senate is called SB 1192. Michael said, Representative Michael said, like most black Americans, I was raised never knowing the truth that the Democrat Party was the party of fighting for and keeping slavery. And the reason for the formation of the Republican Party was to abolish it. It's a valuable yet hidden piece of our American history. This bill will bring forth these truths and expose the political party's roles regarding the heinous institution of slavery. And the best part is they're calling it the Kamala Harris bill, (laughs) because you remember Vice President Cackles traveled to Florida this past summer speaking out against Florida's new African-American history curriculum, where she argued the, 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 the very popular claim that it taught how black people benefited from slavery, the creators of the history standards Black professors responded by explaining how Kamala Harris took the curriculum out of context. But wasn't that perfect? That's how you do it. You you bury them with facts. Democrats want to go down the path? You want to relive the history? You want to get rid of the William Penn statue? Which, incidentally, they're not going to do now, apparently, because of the backlash in Pennsylvania. Shocker. You want to get rid of Thomas Jefferson statues? You want to try to judge America through the prism of what was then the contextual time? Fine. Let's look at the history of the Democrat Party and Jim Crow laws. Look at the history of the Democrat Party and slavery. I dare you. You won't like what you find. And that wraps up this Mike Gallagher Show Week in Review podcast for the week of Friday, January 12th. Be sure to subscribe to all our podcasts. Never miss a second of The Mike Gallagher Show. We'll see you here next week on The Mike Gallagher Show Week in Review podcast.